0: Wait. Two, three, four. chaka I, I think that's
1: enough i got my
0: phone yeah. hello everyone it is the third episode the first official episode of the Earnest Perspective Podcast. I'm your host, Nicholas Jansen, here back once again to discuss a movie that has recently come out. I know we're, I said reviewing new and old, but so far it's been all new because it's summer and new stuff is coming out every week. Uh, This movie came out a couple weeks ago and it's not that great, Uh, it's not that memorable and it's not doing that well. But we're going to talk about it anyway. But before I introduce the movie, which you already know because you either saw the title or you're just intelligent and you follow us on Twitter at Ernest Podcast. Uh, but first, it's my not so special guest, Noah Jansen.
1: Yay. No
0: relation to me. Just kidding. He's my little brother. Age? Uh, 16. N- uh, gender? Female. Favorite movie?
1: Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory.
0: That's mine. Favorite video game? Skyrim. Favorite flavor
1: of ice cream? Death.
0: He is my brother. Um, We live in the same house. That's why I say he's not a special guest because he's not that special.
1: (laughs) Thanks. I'm just kidding.
0: Uh, So expect a very cynical podcast today because that's the vibe that Noah uh, gives off. Not a bad thing, quite a fun guy at parties, Um, but basically we're here to discuss a movie and I thought Noah was the perfect guy to bring on the show for this, mainly because it's easy and I just have to call up the stairs uh, to uh, ask him. Um, I basically didn't even ask him, I basically forced him to be on the show. The movie is uh, Tomorrowland.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, directed by Bradley Bird and starring Britt Robert Britt Robinson or Robertson
1: Robertson, I think.
0: I'm I'm already an idiot. Uh, anyway,
1: we um, don't need to fact check I'm, and
0: George Clooney. It's Robertson, George Clooney, Hugh Laurie, Tim McGraw, and uh, <laughs> Tim McGraw. A few more people. Uh, that don't need to be referred to by name. It doesn't just matter at the moment. Um, so. Before we get into the review of the movie, this is the part where we're going to uh, talk a little bit about the history of the source material that Tomorrowland is based off of. Uh, If you don't know, it is based off of the highly popular European music festival. Um, It's about a young girl who really wants to go to Tomorrowland, but she can't afford it, and her cynical country father, played by Tim McGraw, does not approve of the electronic dance music uh, <laughs> prominent at the festival. He wants her to grow up to be a country singer like yeah. he is. So she meets George Clooney, and he is the leader of the festival. <laughs> yes, he takes her to Europe, and they enjoy. and everyone
1: jam, everyone jams, everyone out. everyone
0: jams, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. Uh, so
1: sorry, we did. Sorry, we didn't put a spoiler alert there. Uh, my bad. <laughs> we my basically bad.
0: just summed up the whole
1: movie, so yeah. now you don't have uh, to see it. Don't bother uh, listening to the rest of the podcast. We're just a, gonna. It go was a great
0: depth. coming of age film. Uh, <laughs> loved the music.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. That
0: Skrillex cameo was amazing. <sighs> um, and yeah. All right. In all seriousness, Tomorrowland is based on the themed land at five Disney theme parks around the world. Um, of course, uh, Disneyland in California, Magic Kingdom in Florida, Tokyo Disneyland. Disneyland, Paris, and Hong Kong
1: Disneyland, and soon to be uh, soon Shanghai, to be
0: Shanghai as well, which is in uh, under construction right now, planned to open in 2016. That's not relevant to the discussion at hand because it's it's not necessarily based on the decor completely because it differs from it's, park yeah, to it's park. Different. It's mainly the themes and ideals that Walt Disney decided to set up. So Noah's a Disney expert, one of the many reasons why I asked him to be on this episode in particular. So Noah, why don't you give us a little bit of background on uh, what Walt Disney really had in mind for Tomorrowland back in the
1: 19-freaking-50s. Oh boy, okay, you're putting me on the spot here. Um, I didn't do any research, Uh, half of this could just be me just...
0: I asked you
1: to do research. No, you said to do research on the film, not the land. Well, uh, you know, some... I know... I know enough, okay, okay, okay. all right. So um, Tomorrowland, it's a land in uh, Disneyland. Walt Disney originally envisioned it as this place where people could showcase the technologies of the future. Uh, the problem being, once they ran into this problem, the future happens quickly and technology changes more rapid and rapid, especially in the later half of the uh, 20th century and into the 21st century. So they, during the 90s, they had to make a change and make it kind of the future that never was. Because um, the original Tomorrowland... Uh the original Tomorrowland at Disneyland uh was the magical future of um 1986 which has already happened. Uh ideas from this later developed into a uh, Progress City and what Walt described as his experimental prototype community of tomorrow
0: Epcot for the layman.
1: There you go. And um I
0: try to give as much knowledge as I can. <laughs> Thank I'll you. Throw in a tidbit here,
1: All right. Man. Um Basically, it seems that this movie's Tomorrowland is more based off of Progress City and Walt's original plans for Epcot. Unfortunately, Walt died. They didn't know how to go about doing Epcot after his death, and we got a theme park.
0: All right. Yeah, I agree. This Tomorrowland is more of a city.
1: Well, I feel like that choice was about the only way they could really go with it.
0: Unless they wanted to make it a theme park. A
1: theme park movie, yeah. Yeah.
0: Alright, so this movie is not doing well on the box office, uh, in the box office charts, okay? And I'm not one that thinks that movies have to appeal to the box office demands, but, so it's been out for what, three weeks now? Two weeks? Uh, three weeks? Nearing moving three in on weeks. its three, yeah. 71 mil domestic, 141 worldwide. And the movie costs $190 million to make. Noah, the real question here is, does Disney have another John Carter on their hands? A massive flop. I mean, this movie didn't cost nearly as much as John Carter did, or even The Lone Ranger, which was another one a couple years ago that, that didn't perform well.
1: As much as I hate to say it, it's sort of turning out to be like a John Carter. It has many parallels. Um, For instance, uh, director more associated with animation making a live action film
0: okay but here's where that differed because he made uh mission impossible yeah he did he did and instead of dragging animators from pixar into live action he actually andrew stanton did and john carter uh andrew stanton the director of uh, finding nemo and wally uh as well as john carter so brad bird worked with a more live action team
1: that is true so i think he was more successful in that regard that is where it differs But also, I want to say that um, Tomorrowland was much better than John Carter was. Very true. Also very true. So that's why it really hurts to say that it is kind of shaping out a bit like a John Carter.
0: And I think Brad Bird, from what I've seen, I haven't seen The Iron Giant, but he hasn't made a bad film, in my opinion. No, definitely not. Every movie he's made, to me, is like a 9 out of 10 or 8 out of 10, at least. To compare, John Carter made 73 domestically in its entire run. So, around what Tomorrowland has right now, but the production budget is $250 million, uh, in comparison.
1: It's and all that CG. It, it
0: made 284 worldwide uh, overall. So, I think Tomorrowland will at least make more than that. I don't know. Um, I know it's being released in certain countries under another title because of the Tomorrowland Festival that we previously mentioned in our mock synopsis. Uh, which is entirely authentic, okay?
1: What? Why do they have to go name a music festival Tomorrowland? Anyways, I don't know.
0: I don't know. It's bull to me. It's bullshit. Yeah,
1: Disney could probably sue, I assume.
0: Uh, but they don't. But they don't have theme parks in those countries, so
1: I guess not.
0: Just like uh, when Tomorrowland, if Tomorrowland wanted to do a festival in the states, which I think they have, they had to change the name to something else as well. Yeah. So it's a double-edged sword. Got
1: got those Disney lawyers.
0: Without further ado, let's get into the review. That rhyme. Wow. Brad Bird's Tomorrowland. What if there was a place?
1: A secret place where nothing was impossible? place where you could
0: actually change the world you want to go? Basically what this is, is an in-depth spoiler review and discussion of the film Tomorrowland. So if you haven't yet seen it, um, I would definitely recommend that you see it, uh, particularly if you're a fan of Disney, and more specifically like Disney Parks, Disneyland, Disney World. If Disney you're a fan, History. If you're a fan of that. Um, that's what I recommend you go see it, because we'll, what we'll get into is that it's a blockbuster um, With a lot of optimism, uh, good morals, good messages, uh, maybe muddled in the way it communicates them, but we'll get into that. Overall, I would say, see it though, it deserves to be seen, yeah?
1: Yeah, I'd say it
0: deserves to be I I I enjoyed it. We saw it in 2D, so I, I wouldn't say go crazy with 3D and whatnot. It's fine in 2D. Watch Tomorrowland. Now we're gonna spoil it. Hugh Laurie's the villain! Yeah. Uh that's okay we'll we'll go way back to the beginning.
1: Everyone's a robot. <laughs> uh, so
0: first of all Noah, what did you think of it overall before we get into specifics?
1: I overall I enjoyed it. Uh I don't know if this really counts as specific, but I found I found the first half to be better than, to be like significantly better than the second half agree. of the movie. I would agree.
0: Um what were your expectations because I'm a Disney fan, but you're, I'd say, an even bigger Disney fan. Uh, so, what was your thoughts when you heard they were making a Tomorrowland movie and then, like, in the in the weeks leading up to it?
1: Uh, when I first heard that they were going to make a Tomorrowland movie, I was like, how are they going to do this? Like, <laughs> I just like, oh, it's going to be another crappy Disney ride movie, like Haunted sense. Mansion. It makes
0: sense for, like, Haunted Mansion and Pirates because yeah. there's somewhat of a story in a contained attraction. But when you're doing an entire land... That's just, that's like making Adventureland the movie or Fantasyland the movie and it just being, like, a general fantasy movie or a general, yeah. like, adventure jungle movie. Yeah. I, so, that's kind of what went through my head, too. I was, I'm, but then I heard Brad Bird was directing, so I'm, I said, I'm sure that, you know, something good will come of this. And I guess I was right?
1: Yeah. I, I'd i say you are right. Um. Uh,
0: so... I remember initially, right after we saw the movie, I wasn't a huge fan. I think I gave it a 5 out of 10 after we left the theater. I thought it was really unbalanced. But after listening to the Weekly Planet podcast and their review, uh, a lot of their points made a lot of sense to me. And uh, I got a better you know grasp on what the movie really had to offer.
1: Uh, I, I think I enjoyed it a bit more than you did when we first saw it in theaters.
0: Oh, I'd say for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um, in the theater, I was kind of uh, shaking my head at a few parts. Just some of the choices they made, I wasn't really uh, feeling that too much. But overall, I like the t- the tone of the movie. Um, maybe not, not, Maybe not always the visual tone, but the spirit of the movie. It's a very Disney movie. And I know a lot of people would say that as an insult, but that's not how i mean it i genuinely think that it's a cool like disney vibe movie
1: yeah i i get it i get what you mean like a disney movie doesn't have to be a a negative thing
0: usually it means like watered down watered down whitewashed
1: yeah but like i don't really see it as a negative thing when it's done to like movies like this where it's it's fine to say this is very Disney and I'm okay with this.
0: Yeah, it's very uh, kid-friendly. I could see my, like, eight or nine-year-old self, like, this would be my favorite movie right now. (laughs) Maybe next to something like Avengers 2. If I was, like, nine right now, I would... This would probably be an amazing movie that I would want to watch over and over again. Because there was a little girl in the theater with her dad, like, very young, right? Yeah. And I I could tell that, like... I'm sure she was loving everything on the screen because it's not overly adult. Like, it's not, like,
1: nothing that adults will ever It, it doesn't talk down to you, really. No, it
0: doesn't talk down to you. Uh, the messages are there, and they present them in a way that kids uh, can understand and maybe even echo themselves.
1: Honestly, I didn't even find it, like, too preachy or anything, like, no, some pe- not at some all. people some people have that complaint and I don't really see it.
0: So we'll get into the plot overview of the movie. So there's a girl named uh, uh named no,
1: I'm going to actually see if I can remember. Named Look at your f- <laughs> This is uh, terrible. Like we can't even remember her name. Name Casey.
0: Casey, are you sure? Casey, you I, I'm pretty up? sure
1: it's Casey. No, I wasn't uh, looking that up. <laughs> I think it's Casey. Casey. Uh,
0: yes! Yes, I got it right. I okay. didn't
1: actually look it. Right. Oh, does it say Casey? I don't know. Did it say I thought you looked. <laughs> uh, Casey. Newton. Yes! It's Casey. All right, I got it right.
0: Okay, no, that doesn't even start with Casey. It starts with uh, George Clooney talking to the camera about his days in tomorrow. Oh, sorry, yeah. Uh, no, that's my fault. I jumped uh, way ahead. You jumped the shark. I jumped the prelude of the movie. Yeah, you missed, you missed uh, all the... So, a young boy named Frank Walker, played by uh, George Clooney, is heading to the... The young ni- boy, the played young by George boy. Clooney. Oh, sorry. <laughs> God damn it. Frank Walker, young Frank Walker, played by Thomas Robinson, um, uh, is heading on down to the 1964 New York World's Fair, famous for... The place where Walt Disney debuted, I believe, It's a Small World and the Carousel of Progress.
1: As well as great moments with Mr. Lincoln.
0: So, three iconic attractions that still exist in Disney parks to this day. Yep. Uh, So, that's a cool little thing. We'll get into more Easter eggs later. We're just going to go right through the plot. So, he goes up to a guy named David Nix. Uh, played by Hugh Laurie. Who
1: we've already confirmed is the villain.
0: Is the villain, but that doesn't really... He's kind of an asshole in this uh, opening scene, but... Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about later, because he's not really a villain anyway, but he's not that villainous. Anyway, so, uh, Frank is basically pitching him the idea of a jetpack. Now, I don't know if Frank is claiming to have invented the jetpack, or he has invented a jetpack... It doesn't, really, it doesn't
1: really specify. I'm not really sure
0: the exact year the Jetpack was founded. Are they saying, like, a 10-year-old kid came up with the Jetpack? I think they are. I'm gonna Google when the Jetpack came out.
1: Look at all this fact-checking. This shouldn't happen. This is, <laughs> we uh, should just know these things.
0: Jetpack was founded. Okay, yeah. The concept emerged from science fiction in the 1920s. But this is all according to uh, our good friends over at Wikipedia, by the way.
1: Which, you know, is always the best when it comes to fact-checking. Okay,
0: jump. So night jump belt around nineteen fifty eight uh aero pack around nineteen fifty nine so yeah u s army interest was during the late fifties so yeah, jet packs exist in the world, but this kid has come up with his own and that's pretty cool right off the bat yeah uh, he's kind of the cliche kid inventor
1: i'd say so, which
0: is in a lot of movies you didn't like him, no. I hated the kid. Uh, I hated his acting.
1: <laughs> I didn't mind him. I thought he was all right, I guess.
0: Um, I literally hated all of his scenes. But luckily, he's not in it that long. Uh, so then we have a young girl named Athena, played by uh, Raffi Cassidy.
1: There you go. Um,
0: Raffi Cassidy. This is a young girl about the age of Frank, or so we think
1: she's a young, air quotes, girl. She's um, actually a man. 40-year-old actually- man
0: actually a 40 year old man wasn't that the movie uh orphan wasn't that the twist at the end that the <laughs> yeah that she's was like, like a, 30 something 30
1: year old like
0: little person
1: yeah i think so <laughs> i don't know i've never seen that movie but i've heard no, that that's, that's the, the twist. The weirdest thing
0: ever anyway so uh, athena seemingly uh pulled, the name pulled from greek mythology who's athena what is her
1: uh she is the of goddess of wisdom wisdom
0: all right so that makes sense kind of not really uh maybe it's just a coincidence um, so she, after he gets rejected by Nyx, played by Hugh Laurie, uh, she goes up to him and says, hey, sorry, I'm sorry you got rejected, here's a pin, and it has a T on it, and if you've seen the trailer, that's what the main character, Casey, picks up and goes to Tomorrowland, and blah blah blah, so she gives him the pin, uh, with the T on it, she asks him to go on, it's a small world with them there's a world of life <laughs> a the- world of going down a deep, deep dark pit di- and ending
1: up in another dimension our our deepest dark fears on uh, it's a small world whenever so we ride
0: basically he goes on uh, down a tunnel that breaks off into the
1: ground and ends up it switches from it's a small world to pirates of the caribbean to
0: yeah um so he ends up in tomorrowland and uh the uh, a robot comes out and fixes his jetpack and it it gets fixed and anyway he goes down and essentially lives with Athena in Tomorrowland yes then cut
1: to Casey Newton his his parents don't seem to care that he's gone
0: who in 2003 wait this movie takes place in
1: 2003 no no in 2003, she's looking at the stars, and then she's like the little girl, and oh she's saying all I'm the freaking so stars. It's Goddamn like, that, stupid. that one, and literally... that one, <laughs> and that one. Why do you know the stars so much? Because I want to go there someday.
0: Very good. Uh, <laughs> it's been that long since we've seen it. It's been like two weeks? No, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's been two weeks. Sure,
0: it's been two weeks. Um, anyway... No, it's been a week. No, it's been a week. It's It's only been been a week. week We
1: can't even remember this. I've
0: seen so many movies this week, uh, even in theaters. It's been so long. Oh my God. Okay. Okay, anyway. So, if we cut to present day, she's sneaking into a NASA shuttle to basically mess with it because they're going to tear it down and then her dad, played by...
1: Tim McGraw. Country music, Country country legend Tim Tim McGraw. McGraw, uh,
0: ...will be out of a job because he is...
1: A rocket scientist a rocket
0: science slash engineer even though you don't get that vibe because he's a cowboy boot plaid wearing american uh icon with
1: a mustache played by tim McGraw, country, country music, country music, country music
0: tim, McGraw. tim McGraw. uh so she basically sends this drone
1: in <laughs> to like hack into the security cameras okay. and, and like screw with in, them blah
0: blah blah so then she goes home we get an in, in we get an idea of her family life uh, she lives with her dad and her little brother. Um that's not really important, but she's just a simple
1: Where's the mom? Where's the mom? The age, Disney? Old, the age old Disney question.
0: That was that was for the sequel. Um
1: she's she's probably dead. Right,
0: probably, probably dead. Uh, probably car accident.
1: Uh, or cancer. RIP. Anyway, maybe <laughs> maybe um maybe just like the magical Disney death where you just like Disappear. You just, you just
0: don't exist. You'd um, stop existing. Deadbeat mom? I don't know. Maybe she left? Maybe she's in Tomorrowland. Maybe there's things we don't need to know. Disney doesn't do full families because that way nobody feels left out if they're from like a divorced family or a mixed family. Or, I guess,
1: yeah. I guess. You know. You know.
0: Uh, they're trying to appeal to everyone possible. I read that somewhere. So that's why on like every Disney Channel show, like it's well, a, not.
1: Some, some of them
0: have oh yeah okay like good luck charlie yeah the, i'm talking about like sweet life the dad was a freaking goner hannah montana the, the mom, mom was dead. dead uh that's so raven the mom eventually went to college so oh cory in the house the mom was the not. mom
1: wasn't there the because she was in back it. in san francisco with raven
0: oh i guess old school like even stevens lizzie mcguire they had dead they full, full
1: families. families
0: yeah so uh okay well,
1: when you go to animated features, <laughs> though, the mom's nowhere to be found.
0: Casey's a simple, all-American teenager, right? Sure. Um, yeah, a little bit of a rebel. She breaks into, obviously, She's trespasses. She's like a nerd rebel. A nerdy rebel. Um, the worst kind. The
1: the future of America. Nerdy so, rebels.
0: So, essentially, she gets caught the next night, or a couple nights later, breaking into the same place, Right. So then she gets arrested and that's what we saw in the first trailer. She's getting out of prison, not prison. Oh my gosh. Getting out of jail.
1: She's getting out of prison. <laughs> she's getting out of a 10, After six, six months in Alcatraz just a comes out. Prison sentence. Yeah. She's all, she's all grizzled. She has a beard now. Uh, yeah, her no. dad comes. She reeks of booze and <laughs> cigarettes. Her 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 dad comes. He has like gray hairs now. Tim McGraw, country country, country music, music legend, legend Tim McGraw, has shaved his must. Has the full beard now because he's been depressed the entire time because his her daughter's been in is like now in the an slammer,
0: junkie, shooting up heroin every single night instead of going to school. The
1: mother is still dead okay, anyway. or missing.
0: So one thing we have to talk about quick is Casey is an optimist
1: right yes. To so, make this evidently clear
0: in a montage in the school she's constantly putting her hand up as the teachers basically say okay the world is is shit the world is going under because of global warming
1: you know, uh, some other stuff poverty po- oh yeah poverty. Uh, like i don't know
0: economic struggles whatever uh etc etc and she basically puts her hand up and says but what can we do to fix it. Or is that what she says? What's yeah. What's the exact quote? What are
1: we doing to fix it? Yeah.
0: But nobody listens. Nobody cares. Um, no. So that's an important part of her character going forward. But they're anyway, all cynics like me. They're all cynics like me. You don't, you're a Disney fan but you don't share the Disney spirit of progress, optimism, positivity,
1: family loving. Look, Look, I try, okay? I try. I really try. I know. So Casey
0: gets arrested. Then, when she gets out, they're giving her back her stuff, and boom, there's a pin with the T on it, similar to what young Frank Walker got years earlier in 1964. What happens next, Noah?
1: Well, she's just like, that's not mine. And then the lock up, the guy getting the, the guy in the evidence locker is just like eh, whatever. Okay,
0: we don't need to play, of a play of every line. <laughs> she takes the pin. She, yes, sees she takes the, the, Ends up in a cornfield.
1: I like how you're just giving up on me as for plot <laughs> synopsis because I just go <laughs> into going too, much too much detail. We're
0: already, I'm trying like, to
1: give them the we're experience. A half an
0: hour in and we're not even done. I'm trying to. Synopsis.
1: I'm trying to give them the experience. Okay.
0: But think so. about it like this. Think about it like this. If they're listening this far, they've probably already seen the movie, so they don't need you don't to not know, know this, okay? She sees Tomorrowland. She sees a vision of the future, okay? Like a a paradise, a progress city, basically, incarnate. She's walking around. There's, like, jetpacks, frickin' pools in midair, uh, monorails that are floating through the air, right? You, you
1: skipped some of the story. No,
0: she's holding the pin.
1: She just sees it from far away in the corn, in the wheat field. I,
0: I skipped that. I'm saying the next time she
1: sees it, okay. And then sorry. She ends up
0: in the in. See, I'm
1: in, the worst. Never, the never have me on this podcast again. I'm and just then, ruining everything. And she ends
0: up in the lake. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So after that happens,
1: we forgot about pissed off Tim McGraw, country music legend. Tim, Tim McGraw's
0: McGraw. mad at her because she got arrested. As any decent father would. would. Okay. Yeah. So she sees a vision of the future, but then the pin. The pin's battery runs out, so she can't see it anymore. She ends up in the middle of a lake. So she decides to look up the pin, the maker, and where it came from, or
1: where they have Where them. they tried, where she tried to find where it came from. Where it was uh, trying to be
0: sold or something. Yeah. And it ends up a, a collectible store in Houston, full of nerdy goodies, run by Hugo and Ursula, played by Keegan-Michael Key of Key & Peele, yeah. always great. And Catherine Hahn, who's been in things, but I can't remember anything in particular. So, Casey is going there to try to get some information on the pin, right? And they ain't too happy. Where'd you get it? So, they basically try to kill her. Yeah. They try to shoot her. It's an awesome shootout with futuristic guns. Meanwhile, though, who's who's also pursuing Casey trying to get this pin?
1: Athena.
0: Yes. A the thing, man. The 30-year-old man. Still the same size uh, and age range. As she
1: was, as in, she was 1964.
0: in 1964. 1964. Uh, so she's fine, chasing after Casey. They end up meeting up at this collectible store, right? Uh, they go boom, boom, pow, pow. We find out
1: that the, the store owners are actually... Audio animatronics. Or... Robots. Or aas or psychopaths not real people (laughs) um
0: so then they head out on the open road to go find old grizzled frank walker played by country music legend tim McGraw, uh hollywood icon george clooney Uh, batman sexiest man alive george clooney best batman george clooney so they end up okay so athena abandons her
1: Yeah, she kinda just throws her out. And throws her out goes away. Gone.
0: Peace out. Next up. What happened next? Just like I'm looking for I want you to
1: take me here. Okay. And then uh holds up the pin, he's like Screw off, go away.
0: I hate you. I wanna be alone. I wanna be a grumpy old man in peace. Uh so then she basically tricks him into letting her in. Uh then By
1: burning a vehicle. (laughs) Oh
0: yeah. Like she burns, set, she, set, she set, she's, she's an arsonist she, she, sets, she sets a track tractor on fire and then uh sends it out his house or she's something. a loose cannon she's nuts she is a psychopath uh anyway she's so,
1: an optimistic loose cannon
0: so then oh we forgot robots are pursuing them or more animatronics are pursuing them they they then have to arm the house in what's arguably the best sequence of the movie in my opinion which is shown it's in it's pretty good uh, one of the trailers where they're basically trying to escape the house. They end up in a bathtub that shoots them out into a lake. lake. Then they go to Paris, meet back up with Athena. We're going to really rush through the end of this plot, okay?
1: Well, the movie kind of rushes through the end of the plot in a way.
0: Ooh, Wrecked. Okay, Rekt. so they go to Paris with Athena, and uh, they're all there. And then they go up into the Eiffel Tower... Uh, and then they see wax figures of Gustav Eiffel, Jules Verne, Nikola Tesla, and Thomas Edison,
1: who are revealed as Plus Ultra, a group of minds responsible for creating Tomorrowland, as a place somehow. without political interference, for the greatest scientific minds to flourish. It's
0: goddamn inspiring as hell. A little convoluted, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, so they they shoot off in a like kind of steampunk rocket, up. Into, the Eiffel
1: Tower opens up into a launching
0: pad. Uh that's where I kind of lost Lo- the movie. Yeah, lost but at the, the, the movie same a bit time. I really liked it, but it kind of lost me on a plot uh on a plot basis. Uh so then they launch into outer space, somehow end up in Tomorrowland,
1: it's, they like do like some time. It's displacement. a shit, it's, I don't know. It's a shit
0: show when they get there. It's all like busted up, um there's nobody around so we find out that what sh- what Casey saw on the pin was essentially, okay, was essentially uh, a projection, kind of like a commercial. It was a
1: commercial, because they were going to go public.
0: They were going to uh, let people
1: in? Let people in, yeah, make it public. But I guess, I'm pretty sure Hugh Laurie had something to do with being like, nope. Nix, if you don't remember, from the beginning of nix, the nixed it. <laughs> Nix nixed it. Nix
0: nixed the idea. nixed the nix. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. What? Um, Anyway, uh, so yeah, in case you forgot who that was in the beginning of the movie, he's, he shows up again in the third act.
1: He's Hugh Laurie. He's Hugh Laurie. He's the villain. He's
0: the bad guy, but not really. He's kind of teetering on the bat. He's kind of a dick, yeah. but at the same time, he doesn't really do anything that villainous in the movie at all. In, in a
1: way, the machine is kind of the bad guy.
0: He, or maybe, he has, he has maybe, his...
1: going deep here, Okay, pessimism is the bad guy. Lack of cynicism hope. is the bad guy the thing i've built my comedy over is the bad guy
0: the thing you live your life like, on is, is
1: the bad guy
0: um so basically he has this doomsday machine that is basically feeding off negativity from people and is basically building up to the end of the world that's what i got from it
1: and it was gonna happen in the next like 50 days or
0: something Fifty days. they don't have a lot of time uh, does time move faster on Earth than it does in Tomorrowland? Is that why? No,
1: it happens at the same time.
0: Is that why the stakes were so high? I don't know. No, it ha-
1: it happens in the same time, but uh, like it was like a t- it was a predicting machine. Right, right, right. Okay. And so, uh, Hugh Laurie doesn't age a day because of his shake.
0: So we find out that Frank was banned from uh, Tomorrowland once he started to get older. His suspicions raised about Athena, how she wasn't aging as he was, because. Did we t- did we say Athena was a robot or an animatronic? We
1: we said we definitely said that Athena was a forty year old <laughs> man.
0: Okay, she, <laughs> she's actually an animatronic. she's a robot. We're keeping up. We're not keeping up with our jokes very well. No. Um. So Athena's a robot. She didn't age. Uh. Frank got suspicious. He was banned from Tomorrowland. So now he's back, like forty year, fifty, like fifty years later. Frank
1: is back, all right. <laughs> oh God. Uh. He's
0: back. Eulori basically uh, sends him away, like within like 20 minutes of him getting to Tomorrowland, uh, he's banned once again. But not before a fight breaks out that they try to uh, with with some robots stop the machine with some robots. But, but
1: not animatronics, oh. like actual like they've got a grenade robot. as
0: well that they want to blow it up with. Yeah,
1: they're gonna blow up the machine, and Eulori's so, like, "Don't blow up the machine!" So
0: a terrible action sequence breaks out. Uh, a disappointing climax, they defeat Hugh Laurie's David Nix, um, basically, he, he dies, a thing falls on top of him. Oh yeah,
1: like, that, jeez. Uh,
0: yeah, he dies, there's no
1: more. Nope. They Uh, didn't even, like, capture him, send him to prison. In order to
0: end the machine, Athena gave her, well, not her life, but her robot life, uh, so they could uh, save the world.
1: And then she told George Clooney that he wasn't funny. And uh, then she yeah. blew up there in the machine. There was an
0: awkward romantic undertone with their Which story, is kind of which creepy. Which kind of creepy, but she's not really a human. Humans, so, so it's not pedophilic, not, but it's a little weird. It's,
1: yeah, it's kind of weird because, you know, it's a really old actor and a and really a young a actor. Freaky, you weirdo. You weirdo. Anyway. The guy who forgot to write Prometheus. <laughs> oh, God.
0: So Nick dies. Then we go back to when George Clooney was talking to the camera, addressing the camera, and he's actually talking to a bunch of new child robots. He's talking created. to us. He's talking to us. He's telling us a call to action, okay? He says, go out there, find the dreamers of tomorrow. Now, bring he them some, here. Casey and her whole family are living Rip there. them
1: from their family and bring them here.
0: Tomorrowland's kind of gone more public. Sort of, it's back the pristine way it used to
1: be. It it's nice looking.
0: And then, we find all the dreamers. They're the lovers, pens, the dreamers, and all me all over the world. They're picking them up. I like that ending. It it definitely concludes. They all the movie. appear
1: in the field. Yeah, that was kind of that cool. was cool. I enjoyed that.
0: It ended definitively.
1: Nice contained it's a, story. Contained story. It's a
0: one off film. It doesn't needlessly set up a sequel. That's
1: which is good because they're not getting one. That's
0: Tomorrowland. <laughs> Bing, bam, boom, in a
1: nutshell. That took us longer than it should have.
0: All right, so now that we've gotten through that muddled, long, complicated plot, we're going to Probably about, because
1: of me. <laughs>
0: because of your unnecessary attention to detail.
1: Yeah, I'm We're sorry. now
0: going to get into our thoughts of the movie. So, what I thought about Tomorrowland was it had a lot of great ideas, but it was a little too unfocused to follow through on any of them. It was trying to do a lot in, like, two hours and a bit, and I think it suffered because of that. You know? Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. They had to set up a whole world in Tomorrowland, and they also had to set up, like, this near-future Earth. I like that. It had a lot of great ideas, okay? The The alternate dimension is a great idea. That's good. We yeah. don't know... What Tomorrowland is. How it was made. How it was made. We know who made it, but we don't know how the hell did Jules Verne and Thomas Edison and them build this
1: world. Also, Nikola Tesla and Thomas Edison despise each other. (laughs) Uh, Thomas Edison basically steals all the ideas from Nikola Tesla and patents them before he can.
0: (laughs) What a dick.
1: Um, Yeah, Thomas Edison's a real dick.
0: uh, So, you can put that on my quotes man thomas edison is a real dick so basically you know it's damon lindelof writing this he wrote prometheus if you don't know and this movie is very similar to that in the it 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 sets up a lot of questions but doesn't seem to answer almost any of anything. them <laughs> uh, i wish brad bird had more of a hand in writing this i i think he wrote he he wrote the story, but he, not no, he like. he co-wrote the... the screenplay. Did he co-write? Oh, okay. But I have a feeling this is more Lindelof than Bird, uh, in a writing capacity. Probably. But it's very well shot. Would you agree?
1: Oh, I I'd, I'd agree with that. Yeah.
0: I would agree. Like you said, the first half is is, damn great. Um, you know, the opening scene is cool. You get a lot of Disney references, which we'll get to in a minute. Ooh, so many. Um, so many, so uh, many, and I like that it's got the old timey '60s vibe. It feels like he went to Disneyland. That's what I wish the movie had more of. Uh, at this, at the same time as it was called Tomorrowland, that opening sequence was a lot of uh, nostalgia. You know.
1: Yeah, I'd agree. Um...
0: Well, let's talk about the the film, which was originally announced under the working title "1952." What in God's name do you think it was called that for? You think they're going into more of the development of Tomorrowland with Walt Disney as a part of it in the film? Maybe
1: I I'd say so because there was there was like I've read I've read into this and there was quite a bit of Walt Disney stuff in um, the original screenplay, which the Disney PR department I assume so kind of nixed that. Think David Walt nixed think that.
0: Walt was going to be a character
1: in the movie. Uh, I don't think he was going to be a character, but I think he was going to be heavily referenced.
0: Yeah, in this one, there was just a few, a few references here and there. Like it said, Walt Disney's Carousel of Progress, or It's a Small World. It's a world, Small world,
1: world, and the fact that the entrance to Tomorrowland is inside It's a Small World, which you can assume that Walt Disney had something to do with it, but we don't know to the capacity. Also, we can assume Tomorrowland inspired Epcot very true. For so Walt Disney,
0: does Disney, so Disneyland and Disney World exist in this world? Yes. But there's also an actual Tomorrowland di- in another dimension. Yes. That means also... that
1: means the name Tomorrowland was essentially So, Ha Music
0: Festival, it was invented somewhere else first. Shove it up your ass.
1: Way to go Tomorrowland. Come up with something more creative. Like today woodstock or something just call it just call it electronic woodstock fuck you well walt disney watch it watch it man
0: (laughs) so yeah i like i like this not making
1: your language disney appropriate
0: basically what i was getting at was earlier when i talked about this movie being very optimistic is that it's a movie about the future which isn't like this post-apocalyptic you know dreadful We're all dying, like Mad Max inspired, you know, movie. Like you see so much that the future is going to be dismal and
1: and depressing,
0: and that's what they play on, kind of. When the teachers are like that, yes. Tomorrowland isn't as which
1: seems more like the realistic outcome of the future.
0: But this is a Disney movie, of course. Keep
1: moving forward.
0: Uh, So yeah, it's about like innovation, the idea of utopia, that sort of philosophy that Walt pushed forward in Tomorrowland. And his development of Progress City, blah blah at blah. Cot. And that was refreshing for a movie. But at the same time, a lot of this shit made no no sense at all. Like the Paris
1: Rocket made zero yeah, sense to no, me. No, that made no sense. No one discovered that? No one No one knew to yeah,
0: uh, that that's what didn't make sense to me. That there was a rocket. Did, did under, they like erase the
1: memories of like, the people? The like, 60s. did people just see the rocket? Just so wait, exist? that means
0: Tomorrowland was exi- existed in like the twenties. Yeah, the thir- like the nineteen like the early twentieth century before that. Yeah, Edison, early like Edison was around like the eighteen eighties, eighteen nineties. Yeah, all those doing people doing were like around there. Yeah. Stuff. Uh, Um,
1: not really inventing stuff, more like stealing Nikola Tesla's stuff.
0: Uh, Like developing, uh, technologies. So, that makes sense. Enjoying
1: silent films, but only silent films. Where
0: did Walt Disney (laughs) come in? What the hell did that have to do with...
1: Walt Disney probably met those people in the 30s. Like, hi, I'm Walt Disney. Hi, we're these people. We'll give you tons of money if you make a, a feature-length animated film. I made a feature-length animated film. Oh, Good for you're you. You're a dreamer. You're Here's a dreamer. A pin. Here's a pin. Take so it. So Walt was the first person
0: with a pin who went to Tomorrowland, then said, hey, this is really Wait, where cool.
1: Wait, where was the other entrance to Tomorrowland? He went, hey, hey like, this is really cool. I'm going to put no, one in this. you go up
0: to space. he oh, said. Yeah. Hey, this is really cool. I'm going to make a theme park, and one of the lands is going to be called Tomorrowland. So then...
1: Uh, and then and then he got into some sort of legal entanglement with the estate of Thomas Edison.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, so that didn't make much sense. What else didn't make sense? This whole future doomsday plot to me didn't really make any sense.
1: Yeah. No, not really. Came out of nowhere. You can kind of see it to the future using the device.
0: Forced. They basically tried to force... Hugh Laurie into the villain role, and that's what I hate about movies: forced villains. I
1: hate forced villains. If you're not gonna have a villain, don't have a villain. Make pessimism the villain. Make the villain
0: time. Like make
1: time is the enemy, basically. Time because they're running
0: out of time. The human negativity. That's an interesting theme to explore, or personify that in like a futuristic like alien robot thing. That would have been
1: cool. But Hugh Laurie. I am negative man. <laughs>
0: Hugh Laurie is just a little bit bland in this role, and he's a great actor. So I don't know why you wouldn't just let him go completely over the top or like a nuanced creepy bad guy. But he came off pretty bland. Yeah. Other than that, I think everyone was cast really well. Casting was not a problem. Britt Robertson. Good. George Clooney. Good. Raffi Cassidy. Good. Quite good actually. Yeah. I had never seen her in anything else. No. Uh, she was annoying at first, and I wasn't really sure yeah. about it. Good. Judy Greer played Jenny Newton, Casey's mother. Was she? She was in that flashback clip, right?
1: Oh yeah, flashback. So, so we, so we don't she, actually know. I th- if... I think she died. Did they mention that? Maybe I, she's I, in prison. I feel like they. <laughs> that's where Casey gets her like they, rebellious. Rebellious uh, nature. No, and... no. The closing of NASA. Since I, I'm just gonna assume both of them are rocket scientists. So the closing of NASA drove Casey's mother on a war path. Mm-hmm. God. And she like, uh, and they don't bring it up because it's a very touchy touchy subject. subject with Casey, who gets the rebellious streak from her mother. Oh my god! Mo- Disney mother fan theories, and uh, I assume that's a website somewhere.
0: <laughs> Lastly, Thomas Robinson as young Frank,
1: who yeah, you hate, and I didn't I, like I didn't I didn't mind. He's
0: I, so you, bland,
1: He was oh, he was okay, I
0: guess. He is like, so. Blank. he's a child actor so that's no excuse athena was way that's better that's true than she's was. a child
1: actor and she was really good a lot
0: more charisma and and charm than someone like that kid who was awkward as hell
1: uh, i i'm frank walker this is a jet pack i Take built my it jet pack it doesn't necessarily work <laughs> it's for fun it's for fun oh yeah i do it for fun oh yeah uh Hugh Laurie does not like fun he is he is completely anti-fun there's no such thing as magic <laughs> except just, re- just replace magic with fun
0: so Noah I know I, I asked you to compile a list of all the easter eggs that you oh, yourself this, found in the is, movie. oh
1: this is this is the point huh?
0: we'll go into easter eggs now because Ooh. um and then we'll go into our final thoughts of the movie
1: and then we'll do right. a little
0: bit of trivia about the movie fun facts
1: Okay. As Frank Walker gets off the Greyhound bus in the 1960s, the song There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow is playing, which made me really happy. Um, and I, I wish would... it was
0: just playing under the whole thing. Yeah,
1: just the entire film. Just like Sherman Brothers should have just wrote a bunch of songs just to play under this. <laughs> uh, we should have heard like One Little Spark in the court, One Little Spark. So that,
0: that song, if you don't know, is the theme song of the Carousel of Progress, which is one of the greatest theme park attractions of all time. It was one that debuted in at the New York World's Fair in 1964 and ended up uh, going to Disneyland and then now resides at Disney World Magic Kingdom in Tomorrowland. Yes. Uh, so Name of the film? That was the <laughs> name of the film. Not, the music, not festival. the music festival. Uh, the theme park land and the film.
1: And then we see that he arrives at the 1964 World's Fair, a very important place in Disney history where Walt Disney unveiled... Three, sort of four, because uh, the Ford Magic Highway kind of evolved into the People Mover.
0: Uh, we'll say three for okay, sake of argument.
1: For the sake of arg, for the sake of argument, three. Great moments with Mr. Lincoln, which still resides in Disneyland on Main Street. It's a Small World, which resides at every Disney park.
0: And Carousel.
1: Progress, and Carousel which Progress, which resides at Magic Kingdom. Um. Also this was a testing ground to see if they could move into the east coast and go with Disney World
0: uh, which proved to these all all of these attractions were a success yep. so, so they moved, they moved forward yeah. with
1: the Florida project. All right, what what next? Next you see it's a small world, which is the entrance to Tomorrowland in 19 in the, at the 1964 World's Fair, but outside of Walt Disney's It's a Small World presented by uh, Pepsi Cola, I think? Ooh. No, UNICEF. It was UNICEF. Presented right. by UNICEF. Pepsi, like, did it later, I think. Anyways, presented by UNICEF, Um, you see the white rabbit All right. and the big bad wolf as walk-around characters, which is important <laughs> because I believe Athena says a line somewhere about going down the rabbit hole ah, where the white rabbit is there, down the rabbit hole into Tomorrowland, and the big bad wolf is significant because it's that weird thing that Tim McGraw talked about country music <laughs> legend, legend. Tim, Tim McGraw uh talked about how um like you feed two wolves the positive one and then like a negative one or something so the wolf kind of represents yeah represented that, that concept whatever kind of doesn't cool. matter kind of cool a cool little nod to okay lines in the film but now as Frank Walker is going around Tomorrowland we get our first look at Disney Icon Space, Space Mountain,
0: Mountain. Uh, one of the most iconic theme park structures ever um, if if someone showed you a very, picture of Space Mountain chances are you know it's Space Mountain
1: very important landmark uh, I'd say it's the Disney World Space Mountain because it's the, lar- Disney, the Disney World one I believe is the largest and that one was quite large and plus it looks very it looks more similar uh, alright alright you know what it doesn't matter
0: and when later on, when you see the desolate, dirty, dingy Tomorrowland,
1: Space Mountain pristine as ever. It's perfectly because, white. No, I bet. Here's here's my theory. So they had it all like dingy and stuff, and then the Disney PR, the Disney Parks PR people came, and they're like, "We don't want to give off. We don't want to give off a negative vibe from we our park. We work
0: very hard to keep Space Mountain."
1: really clean
0: even though it's not if you go if you the go back, up like on the yeah back path that back path it's, it's kind of dirty they only keep it clean on, <laughs> on the like one side the one, that yeah.
1: everyone sees when they come in like that back path which like that back path from fantasy land to Tomorrowland. yeah they don't keep that part of space Mountain. we're on clean. to you
0: disney yeah space mountain it was great to see i wish that played a part i wish they had to like go into space mountain in the uh
1: i was disappointed when they're like uh next stop the spaceport and the spaceport was not space mountain
0: yeah that would have been a cool nod even if like yeah that's where you launch off to or go into another dimension or whatever yeah i wish yeah i wish space mountain had more of a role but it was really cool to see and it was a cool easter egg i bet brad bird had an awesome action set piece based around space mountain but it was lindelof said "No. no we want to do a doomsday machine And Disney was like, that sounds cheaper, do that. (laughs) That sounds a lot cheaper.
1: What's next? Oh, keeping in mind the ever-ticking clock of time. Okay, do you want me to rapid-fire? No! Yeah, do it, rapid-fire. Okay, so next we have uh, the robots in Blast from the Past, referred to as audio animatronics, or AAs, which which are... (laughs) <laughs> Just say it.
0: Say it. You say it. They're they were developed first developed by Disney, I believe. Yes, Both and they're the like imaginary. they're
1: the they're the like things that appear in the. The rides like, so you go on Pirates the of the Caribbean. Those, those are, are animatronics. animatronics. So they use on... hydraulic fuel, and some use pneumatics now. Ooh, Noah, coming with the knowledge. And uh, they used to use red hydraulic fuel, but then when it sprung a leak, it looked like the animatronics were bleeding. <laughs>
0: And then other things. There's parts. an
1: interesting story with uh, Mr. Lincoln, where like they thought that they reenact the death oh, of Abraham Lincoln. Right. The the collectible
0: store. You, the see, goes
1: to. you see a lot of nods to Brad Bird's previous works, including a comic book guy little figure and a Bartman uh, stuffed animal. He worked on he, which the which he worked the on time. The Simpsons for many years. Uh you see an iron giant statue referring to his work on the Iron Giant. Jack- a uh, Mister Incredible, Mr. Incredible action, figure, action figure, which actually like falls to the ground in like a slow motion thing. Couldn't find anything on Ratatouille, did you? Uh, I didn't see anything in Ratatouille, but I did see an Emperor Zerg, which relates to his work at Pixar. Even Pix- though he didn't Sorry, really yeah. work on Toy Story, a but, lot of Star Wars stuff. Uh, alluding to the thing that he turned down <laughs> he turned to make down. this movie. Um, anything
0: else you saw in the store? I know there was a lot of stuff.
1: Uh, there was like a black hole thing. I read. I'm not sure if there's anything to the words the Rocketeer, but that seems like it would probably be there. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I feel like if we watch the movie or that scene a few more times,
1: I'm sure we'd pick oh, pretty much everything. Oh, there is a Walt Disney photo, and it's like the only nod to Walt Disney other than Walt Disney's... It's a small it's world. It's a small world. It's the only other nod left in the film that has to do with Walt Disney. There's a little Walt Disney photo with like a rocket ship model
0: i'd be i'd be curious to hear why his role was like decreased to nothing because it would have yeah. been interesting to involve him in some way
1: um i think it's good to go back to a thing that i forgot to talk about athena when you first see her um her appearance is reminiscent of wendy from peter pan sort of Ooh. kind of like a 60s style and she wendy. kind of takes him to neverland him to
0: neverland and she never grows up
1: yes whoa so she's
0: like a. Rev- peter Whoa. pan Wendy thing.
1: oh my goodness we're That's getting crazy. into some deep stuff here
0: man there's um, some deep stuff too bad it didn't follow through on any of this
1: yeah i know right Damn. uh okay All right, a few more a few more a few more oh i have to pick and choose okay i'm just gonna go quickly through the um the rocket ship that we admitted to not liking that part um that could be a more steampunkified twa moonliner which appeared in disneyland oh from the God. 50s to like the 70s and then, now also appears in Tomorrowland from, like, 98 to the present. Um, the seating in the rocket, reminiscent of Flight to the Moon and Mission to Mars, which have you sitting in a circular pattern with, mm-hmm. like, with, like, portholes around you. Okay. Uh, I'm And I'm, Mission Space. No, we're not mentioning Mission Space. <laughs> mission Space is a claustrophobia simulator. <laughs> okay, okay, go on. <laughs>
0: what? Mission Space is a death machine.
1: Yeah. It shouldn't exist in the real world. All right. Okay. Let's go two more. Um in Tomorrowland, yeah. Uh the cars that are shown are Chevrolet cars, right? Uh and there the car there's a there are there's a concept car in the queue for test track. Yes. Which is the top. exact same car as that one. Uh and the end credits, yep. As there's it's kind of like a flying over kind of like 60s style look to it anyways flying over tomorrowland and you see space mountain and spaceship earth in the same shot which makes me wonder if spaceship earth was actually in the background the entire time and i just didn't notice it i'll have to <laughs> look at that later um also it's clearly like a progress city influenced thing as we already discussed and kind of combines tomorrowland and epcot epcot together. together uh walt disney had a cut roll uh That is it. I am done.
0: Bravo. There we go.
1: I'm a nerd. I'm a cynical nerd. Rebel. The future of America.
0: Wow. And we're not even in America. That's amazing. That was the Easter eggs that we picked up on, particularly Noah. Uh, I basically picked up on a few of those. Uh, He did a bit of further research obviously into some of those things. Because the Peter Pan one was pretty interesting. Um, The the mission to Mars kind of uh, seating was interesting, and the rocket design, and all that, yada, yada, blah, blah. And now, we are going to end off with some trivia. Ooh. And get some thoughts on it.
1: Okay. On trivia. All right, trivia. IMDb trivia. IMDb trivia. Which... So, first, Brad Bird
0: was one of the first choices to direct Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, but he turned it down to direct this. Good move in hindsight?
1: maybe maybe i think if he didn't direct this it would have been even worse that's true it would have been pretty bad at if he least didn't it's direct this. mediocre
0: instead of just downright awful, awful. i
1: like feel that. i feel like i feel like Lindelof was like going off the rails and brad bird was trying to like hold him back but
0: he just couldn't
1: but he couldn't him. Like, it's the george lucas effect
0: it was the steven spielberg george lucas effect yeah brad bird is steven spielberg Trying to tell a good story. Dave,
1: Damon Lindelof is so, George Lucas, wanting to like
0: tie mm. in as much shit as he can.
1: Uh, well, it's like poetry; it rhymes. Everything is so dense. <laughs> uh, okay, next, Shailene Woodley
0: of Divergent, The Fault in Our Stars, was originally cast as Casey. Was that a good idea?
1: Or are you glad she left?
0: I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, I, I don't really. So I'm. I'm I indifferent liked, to the matter. I liked. I like Britt. I like
1: Britt Ro- Brit Robertson as a. Uh... So we agree that that... Casey, doesn't. so... Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of glad that she wasn't there. That freaking
0: matter. Yeah. Disney had to change the name from Tomorrowland to Disney Project T. Terrible title. Because uh, of the electronic music festival Tomorrowland. Which
1: we've already said, screw off Tomorrowland. And when they do festivals... Electronic Woodstock. When
0: they do festivals in America, they have to call it Tomorrow World. <laughs> so why didn't Disney just name the movie Tomorrow World? I guess because they call it Tomorrowland. In the movie.
1: Yeah. They still call it to... No, I meant... What if they just had to dub over every line? You wanted to see Disney Project (laughs) T. Well, here you go. Disney Project T.
0: Michael Giacchino, the film's composer, makes a cameo as the It's a Small World ride operator.
1: That's very interesting.
0: That is pretty cool. (laughs) Someone wrote, Technically, Athena did not have a death scene. She was an android, which
1: means she wasn't alive to begin with. Wow, thanks. That's, Who cares? That's
0: optimism.
1: That's optimism right there. She's not dead. She was never alive. Ooh, this is she was, cool. she was only a 40-year-old man. It does not a little girl dying.
0: This one's interesting. If you reverse Casey, by pronunciation, you get Isaac. Casey's last name is Newton, meaning Sir Isaac Newton, one of the most renowned scientists of all time, may be an inspiration for Casey's name and behavior of how she figures how things work. But I didn't totally buy her as an inventor.
1: No. Because she really didn't... She was a nerd rebel.
0: She really didn't invent anything, so more of a nerd rebel. Nothing yeah, wrong with rebel. that. Yeah, nerd rebel. We all wish to be one.
1: Future of America, nerd rebels.
0: Final thoughts on the film Tomorrowland. It's good. It's just okay for me. Um, it's a light Go six. Go see, it's it's If gonna... I had to give it a rating out of ten, it's a very light six. Light six heavy five for me if you had to number it
1: i'm gonna give it a seven
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. i you enjoyed know, I, it i do like the it's optimism gonna... i do like the vibe
1: i have a feeling it's going to be a cult classic eventually like the rocketeer and tr- the, the original tron
0: okay yeah i'll definitely get it on on blu-ray and i'll definitely you know watch it again i i didn't hate watching
1: it this is going to be a movie people are going to look back on and wonder why they judged it so harshly I think and I will eat my hat in 25 years if that's not the case you can quote me on that if you're still if you're still doing this I was going to say if you're still doing this podcast in 25 years I will eat my own hat live in the podcast when you have me on as a guest again which you probably will never since
0: this has gone quite well (laughs) Yeah, well, except for the synopsis. Let's, the synopsis? Took a long time, but yep. it was entertaining. Uh, yeah, I def. It, this is definitely better than John Carter and Lone Ranger combined. So while it may be another uh, arguable flop for Disney, it had good intentions. Yeah, um, I don't think this was really made for a cash grab, really, No. because you know Brad Bird had an idea and he really wanted to tell this story, and he he turned down goddamn Star Wars for this. Uh, so, you know, he, mu-
1: he must have felt good about this he project. He must have seen something. Or in the he project. really did not feel good about Star Wars. He's just like, I don't want to be responsible if this all goes down horribly. True. So he's
0: like, Tomorrowland, less people will care if that's bad.
1: Yeah. And then he'll just run back to Star Wars. Safety. I'll get stabbed.
0: Incredibles 2 is going to be his safety blanket now, and he'll run back. Yeah. So, that is our review of Tomorrowland, Disney's Tomorrowland, directed by Brad Bird, not to be confused with. Europe's Tomorrowland the music festival whoever created that
1: some some uh, weird European guy some I assume weird dance music enthusiast I scummy the lot of them Europeans Europeans I'll smell like wine and cheese Noah do you have anything to plug and pretzels and beer no I don't do you have anything to plug no anywhere people can find you on the web no I'm an elusive mystery where can they find unknown you? unknown to everyone? Where can they find you? I'm not. I'm not plugging anything. Where can they find you? Where can they find me? On your channel, YouTube.com/slash Nicholas youtubecom YouTube.com/slash user/slash Nicholas Whatever it is. That
0: doesn't count. You're plugging me. I was about to do that myself.
1: Oh okay. Well, that's
0: where you can find. You me. just
1: got a Twitter. I did. At uh, Guy the You
0: gotta get more followers. I don't
1: need man. more. No, I pretty not. Oh, I'm pretty sure all of them are bots. <laughs> actually. <laughs> like they're me and bots. Bots. All, all bots. right. Well, you
0: can follow him on Twitter at guythenoah. You can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas underscore Jansen. I tweet hilarious things. I just tweeted a hilarious picture of the Ant-Man poster where Michael Pena is just standing there, useless in a plaid shirt. <laughs>
1: he's he's his purpose unknown.
0: Go favorite that. I'm really I'm really trying with the great material on the Twitter. Uh, you can also follow you're, the earnest. Just trying pers- horribly. You can also give follow, up. You can also follow the earnest perspective. We're on Twitter at Ernest Podcast, and we're on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash the Perspective. What I think I'm going to do is actually post the full episodes on YouTube and find another way to download it and then post highlights on SoundCloud because they want 90 bucks a year, and that's bullshit until we get more listeners. We
1: don't want to pay them any money.
0: That's not a worthwhile investment. I bet
1: me. they support the Tomorrowland Music Festival. So,
0: probably. Uh, SoundCloud, I wouldn't be surprised if they're a sponsor.
1: So, basically, bunch of no good communists.
0: And I would like to get this on iTunes at one point. I'm still working on that. I don't really know how to go about that at the moment. Uh, So yeah, tweet me at Nicholas underscore Jansen at Ernest Podcast. Tweet him at Guy the Noah. Don't do that. Uh, That has nothing to do with the show. But I would like to thank you, Noah. As much as I dog on you, it was a great show. This is my favorite episode yet. I'll say it.
1: That's that's really sad, actually. It was great.
0: In the next episode, I will be recapping the Insidious Trilogy. That's going to be a lot of fun. Then the next episode will be Jurassic World, Guests TBA. But essentially, that's what's coming up in the next month or so. Um, Episodes, I'm trying to get them out every other Monday, so the schedule might be backed up a little bit. It doesn't matter. Only like 30 people maybe listen to this. Um... But yeah, share with your friends, tweet the link to the YouTube, tweet the link to the SoundCloud. Let's get this a little bit. You have
1: an there. hour to kill? Why not? Why not, not earnest listen to this? Perspective. I forgot the name of the podcast you know, for a second. That's embarrassing. You like to take long
0: showers, throw this up on a speaker, listen to it. You got a long commute to work or school, listen to it.
1: You Trying have, to go to bed? Listen to it. Have
0: no friends? Listen to it, you know? I'm not going to tell you See, what to do. See, that's me.
1: Life. That's what I do.
0: That's Noah Jansen. I I
1: replace I replace my friends with the Earnest Perspective Podcast, and it's working out great. For I Noah. know
0: his life is totally fulfilled. Yeah. Anyway, Noah, say goodbye to the good folks. See ya. Thank me for letting you come on this goddamn show. Uh. No. Thank you for flexing your immense knowledge of Disney and Disney parks. I feel like a nerd. And all things. A rebel Disney. nerd. A rebel nerd. A nerd the future rebel. of America. Hashtag Casey the Nerd Rebel. And I am Nicholas Jansen, Nick. your host. Thank you for joining us on the Earnest Perspective podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe. Peace out.